1: Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, wonderful to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining. We have some brand new guests joining us right now. I'm very thrilled to have them on the show with me. I sort of came to know them a little bit during whilst we were doing our fight against the abortion amendment that, that has unfortunately taken over, taken control of many, many parts of the country, and Ohio is no different. Our guests are going to be somebody who's going to come in and help to educate us, give us a little bit more details, give us some, some information about very successful ways that they are using in Michigan to be able to counter the terrible, terrible destruction that that takes place with abortion. Kristen Polar is the Executive Director of Protect Life Michigan, which is an organization that equips and deploys students to change minds on abortion. Her husband, Trevor Polar, is a highly respected pro-life strategist who has helped the organization become a leader in changing public opinion on abortion. Together, Trevor and Kristen seek to showcase what methods are most effective at changing pro-life minds. Welcome to the program, both of you, Kristen and Trevor. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It's great to have you with us. And folks, I'm going to put this out there right now. They have got a wonderful video that they've put together, which just sort of highlights what they do and why they do it. It is amazing. And it's a An absolutely fabulous video we will put that up on our website so that you'll have that and i'm really encouraging you all to go there and look at it as well as look at their website as well because it's a great it's a wonderful website okay so you are two very young from my perspective anyway (laughs) very young unbelievably effective pro-life advocates out there Let's start off right at the beginning. Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be involved in that. And then, and then, Trevor, you pick up right after that. Well, I got involved when I was just a high school student.
2: I remember hearing a testimony of a woman who had had an abortion and it had such a profound impact on me how she had suffered and the memory of this child that was now missing from her life. And I remember thinking at 15 years old, I never want anyone to experience what this woman has and what her child has experienced. And i prayed to the Lord and really surrendered my life to the pro-life cause at that point. And for those who've been involved for a long time, they know that this this fight has a way of just drawing you in. You can't go back to living a normal life when you recognize the injustice that our country is allowing to happen on women and unborn children. And so I'm very grateful that as a college student I got involved with Protect Life Michigan. They really invested in me as a student and in leadership to teach me how to talk to people about abortion in a winsome way. And today, I'm the executive director. We have a team of about 30 young people that are working throughout the state on 26 college campuses and in 30 high schools to share the pro-life message. And ultimately, we, through our pro-life outreach, change about 30% of pro-choice minds. So 30% of the pro-choice college students that we talk to will change their minds about
1: abortion right on the spot. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And, you know, I love this idea of going to where they are, going to who are going to the target of the opposition. And that is, of course, our young people. So it, it's wonderful to see to see this success there. I know, you know, you're having success. I know Students for Life has success. It's, it's just this is what we need to do. We need to get out there. We need to get into the field and really do this work. So it's this is amazing. Absolutely.
2: That's right. And we've worked so hard to share this um, positive statistic, this 30% number with people, because I think today we've lost hope in so many ways that people are willing to talk about difficult things, that they're actually willing to be open-minded and change their minds on things. And that is exactly that what we're seeing, even amongst college students, which I think a lot of people think young people can be tend to be set in their ways they're so influenced by the culture and the media uh but it's i think it's very hopeful that 30% of the people we talk to change their minds about abortion and it's not because we're experts in how to have these conversations it's really quite simple you just have to have a willingness to to
1: start that conversation absolutely absolutely trevor so how did you get involved
0: yeah, um, I think that what Kristen's talking about, uh, people's minds changing on college campus, is a great anecdote because that's that's kind of my story. I um, I was attending Michigan State University. I was, I was pro-choice almost by default. I was just apathetic on the issue, never thought about it, and, and just agreed with bumper sticker slogans I, I heard about the issue that women should have a right to choose and, and, and things like that. And the first time I ever grappled, uh, with the issue of abortion was when I, when I first heard an apologetic for the pro-life position in college and started to actually think about, like, what exactly is happening when an abortion takes place? And, and that got my mind turning for the first time. And then what really solidified, uh, my, my position change and my heart change and, and ignited a passion for this issue, um, was the, the very first time that I actually saw a, a video of an abortion procedure and, and seeing that made that, um, that mind change that was happening, uh, that was happening uh, for me, really turned into a heart change. And ever since then, getting involved with Protect Life Michigan with Kristen um, has really been uh, a, a mission for me. Um, and and it's been it's been really cool to be able to take kind of that that strategy of effective apologetics, uh, uh, truth, really, to college campuses, but couple it with the powerful story of of the actual victim of abortion the 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 child and the woman uh, the mother of that child the images that couple uh, coupled with uh, the apologetic that we make is a extremely powerful Um, story, and I'm just one example of the minds that have been changed by, by doing so. Mm,
1: Unbelievable. Well, that is extremely powerful. There we have you, (laughs) you here with us, helping us to, to, to bring this to everybody's attention. And, you know, I have to say that, that for many years, um, I've been involved in the pro life, in, in the, in the, in the battle since, since Roe v. Wade. I was uh, in my early 20s when that happened. And, um, it was just one of those things that I was horrified that it, that this is what was happening. Um, And, but I will tell you that for many, many, many years, I was one of those pro-lifers that said, well, I'm completely opposed to this, but yeah, you know what, don't bring those dirty pictures here. This is terrible. We shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. Yeah. I have had a complete change on that. And it's been recent. It's been mm-hmm. recent. It's people like Created Equal, Mark Harrington and his groups and people like you. Uh, you know, in, I, I was, I was sort of completely swallowed up by the pro lifers who wanted to keep the actual nitty gritty out of the discussion so that they could get legislation passed or whatever and they didn't have to show this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, But I've seen, I've seen the impact of these, of these pictures. I've, it's, and I know now you're absolutely right. You're (laughs) absolutely right. We have to show what it is.
2: You're right on that. And it was actually Created Equal that helped me see that myself. I was one of those pro-life people who was very against the use of these images because I had the perception that it would turn people away from us, that it would alienate the very people that we were trying to reach. And Seth Dreyer at Created Equal said, well, just why don't you just come out and watch us do it? Like You don't even have to talk to anyone, just shadow what we're doing. And what I was shocked by was not that people were angry. It was by the continued apathy that someone could see a victim like that, a mutilated human body and it not move them to take action. And, and that helped me see that really it's not as alienating as I think we might be set up to believe that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, although Trevor has started saying that you know we're not here to make pro-life being more palatable. We're here to make abortion less palatable. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that. There was a study out of Canada that showed that as many as 65% of people feel more negatively when they see the reality of abortion. And that's what we've seen through thousands of conversations on campus that we've had using victim imagery is that people have a deep-seated distaste for abortion. They really do. They know that it's wrong. It's written on our very compass, our moral compass, our very being. And we have to tap into that by exposing what is actually going on here. We can't talk in euphemisms or bumper sticker slogans. We need to cut right to the chase because when someone sees what is happening to vulnerable, weak, innocent human beings and how violent and wrong it is, it awakens something in
1: them to change things so right you know it's interesting we we we've, we're in a bit of a battle here in ohio with regards to because of course everybody gets so disappointed when we did when we supposedly lose a battle i always believe that we don't you know, as long as we're f- trusting in the Lord and as long as God is in control of this, we don't really lose. We just, we have to just wait for his timing and, and, and his will <laughs> for, for that to happen. But as we've been, as we've come through the other side, of course, the politicians are trying to make hay with, with what it, what's happened and they're trying to, you know, trying to uh, use this in some ways. And I'm, I'm, I'm sounding a little bit cynical and I'm not necessarily at all. I'm just looking at the reality of it. But mm-hmm. so now we're talking about maybe we'll bring in an amendment again to try to get rid of the, uh, you know, uh, Abortion from uh, until birth, and but we'll do it. We'll do it, until, you know from 15 weeks onwards. We, you know we'll say you can abort up to 15 weeks, and you know what you just said there, Kristen, is, is very true. When we see that little baby, I had the opportunity to see one of my little grandchildren at at 11 weeks old in the womb and on an ultrasound, and this little one had had their legs crossed. I mean, just little, little, it was so beautiful. That, that is a baby. That is a baby. We cannot say. And I think if we can show some of those pictures as well as what happens to that yes. little baby who crossed his or her legs. I don't know yet whether or not it's, it's a it's a male <laughs> or a female. But this little little baby swimming around in there and there's and the little legs get crossed. I mean, it's just like oh, that's a little human being in there. But if we are going to say that we we can do that. And then see that picture, that same little baby in in just like a, a clump of just horrible bits and pieces on a, oh, how horrible are we? You know, who are we? Seriously.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, as we're looking at, you know, what we're going to do moving forward in some of these states that have lost battles or that are going to be facing um, similar battles that Michigan or Ohio faced over the past uh, couple of years. I think you're right that like, um, you know, we have to start leading with our most, our most powerful story and our most powerful story. Is that little child that you're talking about mm-hmm. in the womb, the, that, that victim of abortion that every time is violently killed. Mm-hmm. And we need to, they're, they're leading with a powerful story. If we look at what happened in, in Michigan, Ohio, they had an extremely persuasive story to the average voter. And you and I both know that that story was conflated with, with, with misinformation and lies and, and things like that. But the important thing is that it resonated with people when they put this woman up there and the, that said, if we don't pass this, my life it will be at risk. I will die. I can't get the life saving treatment that I need or, or things like that. The, the average voter hears that and is moved by, by this, this powerful emotion, um, to, to try to help and, and preserve this woman's life. And we know that, we know that that's not true. But at the same time, our story is just as powerful, exactly. if not more powerful, when we lead with our victim, which is this child that is targeted by an industry that wishes to end its life anonymously and discard it like it's trash. And we need to start leading with that powerful story, coupled with the story of, of offering real solutions and help to the, mm-hmm. to the woman, obviously, but it, it has to include the victim. The 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 real victims of abortion, which is the child and the woman.
1: Yes, and the woman, you know, so many women are being pressured. I interviewed somebody just last week um, about the fact that you know seventy percent of women are feel a feel um, pressured into abortion. In, in in so many instances, it's not necessarily the woman that wants the abortion. It's the you know it's the man and or or the Parents or the grandparents or the, you know, cousins or the, or the friends Mm -hmm. or something. So often the woman wants to find that solution. And, you know, I, I, I love what you said there, uh, Trevor, because, you know, we have to couple the two things together that, and, and you are so, you are so right. We have to lead with the story and keep the the pieces together. Wow. That would be amazing.
2: That's, That's so right on with what we are doing on campus is we're trying to paint a picture of a better world. When we talk to these college students, we tell them, you know, I believe that I'm not I'm not saying that pregnancy is easy. I understand that these are very challenging situations and this woman des- deserves all of the love and support and resources in the world. But there is one thing that we should never do to help and that is to use violence against innocent mm-hmm. human beings. That's not how we solve problems in society. Mm-hmm. There's no other circumstance in which we say that we use violence to help except in this case. Mm-hmm. And um, a good friend of ours Dr. Monica Miller has this beautiful quote about how the abortion industry is intentionally set up to hide the unborn, to make it as if they never existed at all. And so the greatest tool that we have to combat the lies of the abortion industry, to bring dignity back to the unborn, is to show their humanity Mm -hmm. to show the world that they are human that they are like us that they are deserving as the same rights that we have and that's really the heart of why we use the strategy of showing abortion victim imagery because it's showing their humanity paired with fetal development issues as or fetal development photos as well those are very effective together um but that's the heart of the strategy is to show their
1: humanity. And I think that's why it's so effective. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I think this is why, you know, we, we are having our big um, uh, convention coming up very soon. And um, one of the things we will be doing, um, 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 Mark, We'll, we'll be talking. Mark Harrington will be, will be one of our presenters talking about this. And this is the first time for so many years he's been saying to me, Molly, I'm, I'd I'd say, why don't you just come? I'm not coming until you let me talk. And I'd say, (laughs) (laughs) so this was the year I said, okay, Mark, in you come. You can come and talk. So, so it's, it's amazing. And I, I just love Mark. I love what he's doing. And I love what you guys are doing because this is like, this is amazing that we are getting, I think that. I think that while there is you know obviously we're all in, in mourning and a little bit about what's happening but happened both in Michigan and Ohio, um I think there is a whole new level of discussion that's happened and i don't I, what what do you think about that
2: We do we think the same we are seeing that in a lot of the coalitions that we're involved in that the pro-life movement right now is listening and we're asking what do we do what we're doing right now isn't working our message doesn't seem to be permeating the average voter and and so what do we need to do and organizations like mark harrington's like created equal they know the answer and so do we because we've been using it for so many years on so many uh Street corners and college campuses, we know that we have to use the right messaging with the right imagery to break through the lies of the other side
1: so so tell me what would you uh, you know trevor you're you 're the, you're the uh, strategist here where do we people that this program is also aired in in michigan so you know and and across you know across the, the whole spectrum of ohio and, and and lots of parts of michigan if somebody wanted to say they said okay we're listening to this what do we do how do we get involved what as a strategist what is the best way to go about this
0: yeah i think um the the great thing about what uh we do is that whether you're uh a small group at church that has five or six people that just want to do something uh, about this issue, or whether you're a large organization that's a statewide organization like like uh, Protect Life for, or Create Equal or something. This strategy is scalable to whatever size you are and whatever your target is. So, I would say if you're sitting at home and you're like, I want to do something, one. You, it's easy enough to get plugged in if you have a, a group like uh like ours in Ohio, uh, in Michigan or Create Equal in Ohio or other groups across the country get plugged in with them it's it, it's remarkably easy um, you will be swallowed up by the pro-life movement as soon as you express interest in getting involved. So just reach out. Yeah. But let's say you're in a place where you're like, I just want to I'm just gonna be focused on my community, my city. I, I want to do something to to do something that that is effective. Um the the strategy we have uh is is very simple to implement. Um one, we we use uh quality pro-life apologetics. We train people on how to talk about uh the issue of abortion in a persuasive, human rights-oriented way. That is coupled with the empathy that is necessary to reach through to these to these average uh, voters who generally do care about women's welfare. Um, they 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 want to know that the solution that we're offering is something that is effective for uh um, helping women at the same time as um preserving the life of unborn children. So we use effective apologetics and we can provide training. Um we have recorded trainings and um using other groups like um uh you know Equal Rights Institute have a lot of really great online resources and, and things like that too. So get get the training that you need. And then um uh go out and use the images. Um, you know, we can help you provide we can provide you the images that you need to get those printed to to go out and go out on the street corner if you need to, or go door to door in your neighborhood and just canvas your your uh your neighbors. Um you can have handouts that have images, you can um uh go and just have dialogue with people. Honestly, the only thing that um uh we need to do is start talking about this Mm -hmm. issue in an effective way. And I'll just say there's when we talk about people doing this, uh, we make it very, we make it seem very easy, very simple. Um, But I know that there's a lot of fear that goes into that. Mm -hmm. This issue is highly controversial, highly divisive, and emotions can run very high. And a lot of times people don't feel equipped or ready to do anything about this issue. They're like, "I, I need more training. I need to be prepared more. I need to shadow more or whatever it is. But I promise you, the the worst argument that you could possibly make uh, in defense of the pro-life position is better than the alternative right now, which is silence and apathy on this issue. The, you will never say anything uh, that, will, that will make someone more pro-choice as long as you have the very basic pro-life apologetics down, which is easy enough to access five or 10 minutes training, you'll be good the The easiest or the easiest way to ensure that we will never win on this issue is for people to stay at home and not do anything at all. You going out and trying is going to save lives. You going out and trying is going to change hearts. You going out and trying is going to make a difference. But I promise, if you don't. Then we will not win on this issue.
1: Absolutely. Well said, Trevor. My goodness. Absolutely. We have to speak up. There, we, there is nobody else to speak up for. La- last qu- question I want to quickly ask you. Um, and, and Kristen, I'm going to put this to you. you. You, you, in your video that, that you put out, you talk a lot about the historical perspective of this. We've got about four minutes left. If you could give me the, 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 um, what you have discovered as you've gone through and you've done all your, you know, your, your, your research onto this. What has happened every time that the visual imagery has come out when we've done civil rights in the past?
2: Well, for many centuries, in virtually every social reform movement, victim imagery has been used to help people recognize the injustice and take some kind of action. Uh, we, we've we seen that in countless examples, the Holocaust, racial injustice. I mean, now it's being used to help uncover animal abuse, right, in the last mm-hmm. 50 years or so. Um, and so we've seen this again and again in many other injustices, helping awaken people to what's actually happening. William Wilberforce used documentary evidence to help people see the injustice that was happening in the slave trade and that ended the slave trade. And so we're we're not doing something new here. We're stepping into these big shoes of past social reformers and carrying on the same strategy that they have used. And I think What's what's interesting for anyone who might be listening and feeling really challenged by this idea of, should we use this strategy? I think we have to look at those other injustices and recognize that we have been okay with showing images of the Holocaust and genocides. And um, the image of Emmett Till, who was so brutalized, but his brutalized body helped wake people up to the injustice of Racial um, tensions. In all of these cases, we were okay with those images being used to change people's minds. And I think we have to be really careful to not be inconsistent in this situation. I understand that it's uncomfortable to show something so violent. Um, but there is a time and a place and a way to do that uh, that can be loving and can show mercy even to those who have been involved. Uh, and we have to do the most effective thing. And we we have seen, we track every single outreach we do that this is one of the most effective things that we can do. So mm-hmm. it's not something that's a new strategy. It's one that's being uh Used again after many many years of
1: success in many other causes. Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I'm going to challenge churches to to get involved in this as well because, you know, we have we should have a, a sort of an open and shut case when we talk when we look at the fact that you know, just read statistics over the weekend, ninety percent of, of pastors believe that this issue is. A biblical issue. It is something that they, that God expects of us. And yet 90% of them stay silent on this issue. So, you know, we've got a huge thing that's got to, we've got to, we've got to waken up the churches as well.
2: And I think there's this challenge that we're facing right now that abortion is seen as this very complicated issue it's not, when it's actually yes. quite black and absolutely, white. And, absolutely. and showing the reality of it helps cut through all of those complicated layers to what is really going on
1: and how wrong it is absolutely well said and uh, god bless you both for all that you're doing so i I really it's amazing thank you both Kristen and trevor polo thank you for all that you're doing and again we will have all of the information up on our website so go there and watch the movie watch the film the little video that they put together and and download all of the information that they have thank you both god bless you both keep up the great work
2: thank you thank Uh, you so
1: much okay bye-bye don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class, inspiring guest.